Hi, welcome to the Rafiki Foundation podcast. I'm Karen Elliott, and I'm your host of this podcast, where we discuss all things classical and biblical and uh, African and missional here. We're talking about classical Christian education in the African context. Um, the Rafiki Foundation, as I've mentioned before, works in 10 African countries. And in these countries, we have classical Christian education for uh, children from the community, from children from low-income families, uh, and we are seeing these schools flourish. And one of the questions we continue to answer in this program is how is classical Christian education working in an African context? And so today, my guest is I have Curtis, and we are here at the Rafiki Village School in Kenya, uh, just outside of Nairobi, Kenya, and Kasarani. And today is uh, July 10th, 2023, and I'm recording this live from Kenya. So, um, uh, Curtis, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody your name and kind of what you're doing now, and then we'll talk about your history with the Rafiki Foundation. So, my name is Curtis Suvai, and um, I'm currently a teacher at Rafiki Foundation School in Kenya. I teach science and history. Science and history. So yeah. today, uh, or, or last week, because I interrupted your class today, what are you teaching in history? World history? African history? I teach uh, world history in the 12th grade, and I teach both Kenyan and Rafiki, uh, Rafiki classical history in the 11th grade. So you use both uh, syllabi in your courses as you teach. What topic of history were they studying last week? Last week we looked at the world wars. Okay. Um, it was interesting because the students thought that uh, we cannot, or most of them waited to hear whatever integration I was to come up with in class. Mm -hmm. And they were surprised to understand that wars were there from the beginning, will continue to be there because of our human nature that is sin. Okay, that was your biblical worldview integration into the lesson on war. Is that because we're sinners? And man continues to be sin, there will continue to be war. Very good. That was interesting. And science, what what are you teaching? What uh, what type of science are you teaching? Chemistry, physics, biology? I am teaching life science in grade seven. Okay. And we are currently we are looking at the cell mm -hmm. as a basic unit of life. Mm -hmm. And it's also very in an interesting topic because we come to understand that God is seen in every detail mm -hmm. of man's life even in the smallest of cells. He really is, he really is. So you, you love to teach science uh, because you got a bachelor's in public health, I think. Is that right? Yes, that is true. So we're going to talk a little bit about how God got you to that place, how he prepared you to go, off to go on to university here in Kenya. So let's start with the beginning, which is how, the, how did you come to uh, be a student here at the Rafiki Classical Christian School in Kenya? Hmm, that, that is a very <laughs> interesting question because I always remember that one day as I was playing outside the village, outside the village and we had a director here in Rafiki, Kenya, whose name is Madam Yinlan, mm -hmm. and she saw me, she was passing by with her, uh, her car and she saw me. And she had told the driver to find me or find out who I was. But then they were unable to find me. So the next time 
I heard that Rafiki was recruiting students. I applied. I actually applied by myself. I was 12 then. I applied by myself. Um, I never told my mom that I had applied, mm -hmm. but I thought of the situation at home and thought, where will I go if I keep getting sent home from school because of school fees? Mm -hmm. So I applied and then waited. Mm -hmm. um, when I got a letter to come to Rafiki, I was very excited. And that is when I shared the information with my mom. Mm -hmm. She was very happy that she actually cried. Mm -hmm. It was a happy day for us. And so he came to Rafiki when I was 12 and um, started my journey here with very interesting missionaries who welcomed us as if we were some of their children. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Yeah, I think there were like at least 100 applicants uh, at that time for the school here in Kenya. And um, the school was tuition free back then. Today, everyone is on a scholarship, but everybody sort of pays something, but you were able to get in. And without this, this you might not have continued on with your secondary level education. Is that is that true? That's correct. Is that accurate? It's that's, very accurate. That's what I thought, that uh, God really used this to put you on a different trajectory. So at the Rafiki School, did you have some highlights, some things that, that you enjoyed particularly? Yes, we enjoyed arts. Mm -hmm. Our art classes were very exciting. Um, one thing I remember is making jigsaw puzzles. Okay. And it actually motivated us so much to know that our puzzles are actually actually being sold or being taken back to America. I remember you all were doing woodworking yes. at that time. Yes. With Doug, I think, and yes. making making puzzles. Mm -hmm. And those were great. I loved those. That's wonderful. So you liked the art classes and what other what else did you find in, in interesting? Um our science classes, mm -hmm. very interesting. Our first teacher was Mr. Bird, mm -hmm. um, first science teacher. He was a very interesting teacher who conducted experiments with us and allowed us to explore and just discover new things. Mm -hmm. He was very encouraging too. That's great. Yeah. You know, one of the things I've all, uh, I have observed uh, in our African countries is that a lot of schools don't have science equipment. Is, is that still the case uh, across uh, Kenya, for example, and some of the schools? That is actually a big problem in Kenya because many schools, even colleges, don't have enough lab equipment. Mm -hmm. And so one of the highlights of our secondary school life was getting to see and work in a new lab that was constructed here in Rafiki. Mm -hmm. And everyone thought that they were going to be a doctor or a scientist just by <laughs> walking in and out. So. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We, we are fortunate in that uh, God has blessed us with donors who help us to put together science labs that have um, microscopes, Bunsen burners, things you would find in many uh, high schools in the United States, but are not common in Africa. And all the chemists, chemicals you need to blow up the lab, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And the experiments uh, with biology or chemistry or physics. Right. Yes. Do you remember anything you did in the science lab in particular that you that really kind of caught your your passion, kind of stoked your passion? Yes. Um, I have two very specific things that happened in the lab for me. Mm -hmm. One is we conducted a back titration mm -hmm. uh, to identify the amount of calcium in an eggshell, 
and we did that we did that demonstration for the first the uh, former first lady Margaret Kenyatta. Oh, you did that. Oh, yes. You're the ones who did that when she came to visit. Yes. The former first lady came here. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Remember we were building the teachers college. Yes. And she and I uh, shoveled the dirt for the foundation. That's yes. right. Yes. So you did that uh, the titration mm-hmm. uh, experiment. That's great. That's great. What was the second one? The second one was the dissection of uh, rabbits. Okay, everybody and, likes it, likes it, <laughs> Yeah, that actually sparked my passion into the medical field yeah. and pushed me to just want to go and learn more about human health, animal health, and how they're all related. Wow, fantastic. Well, um, tell everybody a little bit how maybe some other ways a Rafiki school is different from the standard education in Kenya? What would you say a couple of ways? I'll start with my current experience. Not very current, but my current experience immediately after I finished high school and went to campus. One thing I noticed was different is because is I was able to adapt to the life in campus and be independent in my studies as compared to my classmates mm-hmm. in my first year. Okay second year and third year, because most of the time uh, they only thought about parties, whereas I thought about books. Um, if you met a friend and they would talk about how many friends they've made, I would only talk about how many books I have read. So that for me was a standout situation that I noticed and we even sat down discussing it with my former classmates and say, I I think what we went through was the best thing that could have happened to us. Um, even the way we pray, we usually have uh, reunions mm-hmm. and the way we pray, and even when we visit someone in their home, the Acts prayer distinguishes us from the rest and everyone notices. Mm. So the way you learn to pray and mm-hmm. study the Bible in a disciplined Hard work and disciplined life at the going to school here really prepared you well for college. Yes. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Any other ways in which, say, the school and the experience here uh, was is different from what students find in most Kenyan schools? I actually found the Lord here. Really? Yes. You came to know the Lord here. How, that, yeah. how, did, how did God do that in your life? Um, I was very young, of course, but... Um, through the Bible study that we had and our teacher back then, an amazing teacher, Mr. Kramer, mm-hmm. um, Bible teacher, mm-hmm. uh, opened our eyes through the Bible study every morning. Mm-hmm. And because of what we were facing around us, we felt and knew, and he made us understand that God is our only refuge mm-hmm. in this fallen world. Mm-hmm. And from him, I learned to depend on God in everything I did. And from there, um, he asked us, one time he asked us, how many of you go to church? And people raised their hands. Everyone in class raised their hand. And then he asked, how many of you are saved? Hmm. And so, we, of course, we were kids. We raised our hands. But deep down, you ask yourself, am I really saved? What does it mean to be saved? And then that question kept lingering in my mind. And one time I just decided I want to get saved. So I read my Bible one Sunday morning and then went to church. And when the pastor asked, how many of you would like to be saved today? And I found myself (laughs) 
<laughs> before the congregation kneeling down mm-hmm. and from uh, from there I've never looked back mm-hmm. so the regular teaching of God's word and uh, the Lord convicted you and and moved in your heart to believe and that was what you were you 12 or 13 I was I, I was 14 14 yes. at that time yes. thank God well I've got one other quick question for you uh, which is so this classical Christian education that Rafiki is doing, how, how do you see it working in an African context? In Africa, we are used to having um, an education system where you go through uh, books for a period of time and then do an exam and then that determines where you land or your future. But the Christian classical education, one integrates the Bible in your daily studies and that is ingrained in your life, but also allows you to explore other things, allows you to be a free thinker in in ways that are guided by scripture, where you can easily argue out a point without fighting. You can easily present yourself before people without uh, using any other, I would say, any other ways that are not biblical, right. ways that only glorify God. So you find a student who has gone through this type of education, very different from the others, because what they think is the well-being of the other human being rather than their own well-being. Mm. So really, uh, a, a young man or woman of wisdom and virtue. Yes. Right? I hear what you're saying. You, you have the capacity to make your point, <clears throat> the capacity to learn, and communicate what you've learned, and uh, a variety of subjects too, right? And a desire to continue learning. And and a desire to learn, Mm -hmm. right? Lifelong learners is what we're hoping for. So there's that's wisdom. But then I I heard what you said, the virtue part, which is uh, you're not just out for yourself. And that's why you you went into public health. That was the degree you got when you went to university. Yes, yes. And uh, now you're back here teaching at Rafiki, how do you, uh, so tell me about some of your students, because I would guess you have inspired a couple of students here, yes. at, the, here at the school. I, yeah, I uh, hope so. Are there one or two that you can perhaps uh, talk a little bit about? You don't have to give their names or anything, but maybe you've seen a change in them and God has used you in their life. Yes. I have uh, one student in the fourth form, the, that is grade 12. He was, he had started just with his results going down, he'd started to get depressed and started thinking, what am I going to do? Um, How am I going to change this? And I just came alongside him, talked to him. He actually found an avenue to open up and spoke of the problems that he was facing. And we worked together and currently he's my top student in history. Yes, so he's one I am very proud of. Yeah, but I also have some younger students who look up to me. They always hear my story. They always like listening to my story, mm-hmm. but they look up to me and say, I want to be like you. And when I hear something like that from them, it, it I feel satisfied because I know I am I have inspired someone else and I am not selfish with whatever I have. And most of them come to me and ask me, what did you do? What did you study? And when I tell them, they say, can I do that also? And how can I do that? Mm -hmm. So it's not only one, but so many students that I feel I have inspired. 
by your own story and your trust in the Lord. Right. Mm-hmm. As, Paul, yes. as the Apostle Paul said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Mm-hmm. And so they see that in you. And God has used you to turn around a couple of lives or many lives already. Yes. Well, look, Curtis, you've been so generous with your time. I know you're in the middle of a busy day of teaching in the classroom. <laughs> and I'm just delighted we could have this time. And in, in my mind, I'm very grateful because what we ask God for is uh, godly contributors. And we see this Bible study and classical Christian education that we're doing across 10 African countries as, the, as key to that. And I'm just grateful that it looks like you you definitely are fruit of this. And uh, so it's, I appreciate the time. You have one last word you want to say to anybody? Yeah, thank you uh, for this opportunity to, to share my story. But also I would like to share just... Um, a very short story, okay. which I share with my students, and they think I'm a genius, which I am not. <laughs> um, I today I I, I share them uh, with them a story on an aeroplane about an aeroplane. How do you see an aeroplane when you are on the ground and it's up in the sky? And they told me very small, and I asked them how small. They said you can fit it between your two fingers, the thumb and the point <laughs> finger. And I, I, I asked them, so have you ever seen an airplane at, uh, up close? And they said, yes. How big is it? I asked. They said, it's huge. I said, yes. And that is the same way we are with God. When we are far away from him, we will never feel his presence. We will never know how big he is and what he can do. But when we build a relationship with him, a relationship of love, prayer, and thanksgiving and obedience, then we will understand because we are close to him how big he is. So I hope everyone else gets the story and think that I am a genius just like my students. <laughs> That's a great <laughs> illustration. That's a, I think you need to be a pastor. <laughs> yeah, you, you'll have to still teach during the week and earn money. We know that because all pastors in Africa are tent makers. But, you know, maybe that's your next calling. <laughs> but as a teacher, you are discipling young people. Uh, we like to say in Rafiki that next to the church and the family, a classical Christian school is a one, an effective discipleship environment. And you're proof of that. Thank you. So, Curtis, thank you for your time today. And so this is uh, Karen Elliott with the Rafiki Foundation podcast, where we're talking about classical Christian education across 10 countries in Africa. If you'd like to find out more about uh, our work in Africa, please go to our website at rafikifoundation.org. And perhaps you'd like to join us in this mission in perhaps three ways. One, pray for us. Two, you can give by sponsoring young people who are just like Curtis. Or number three, you can see this firsthand by serving on the mission field in one of our 10 classical Christian schools. We have opportunities for people from all walks of life who might want to go and serve alongside young men and women who are just like Curtis to help bring the best education and Bible study in the world to men and women across the continent of Africa. Thanks for listening.